Okay, so I want this to be a really short episode, but I want to speak directly to those of you who maybe are pretty hard on yourself. Like you are your own worst critic. Um, you're constantly judging yourself and ha noticing that you are never measuring up to where you think you could or should be. Because that is, I'm raising my hand here, <laughs> that is me. That's like hardwired in me. I don't know if it's the Catholic in me or what, but there's just that chip in my brain where I am constantly judging myself. And I just want to do this quick episode to shine a light on it and hopefully let, number one, those of you know that if that's you, you're not alone. (laughs) And number two, give you some quick mindset tools that you could implement right away, as in today, um, to hopefully help frame a new perspective on this for you. This is an area that I've been working on for Oh, I want to say consistently over the past 10 years, but more recently the past five years. And it's made a huge difference, not just in my personal life, but in my business as well. So hence the name of this podcast, get out of your head and grow your online business. You, everyone, you, me, Joe Schmo, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, we are capped by our own mindset limitations. It's not strategy. People like to talk about strategy because it's an easy external thing to point at. But really, truly, if you're stuck at, you know, 50, 100, 250, a million a year, it's because of your own, like what's happening between your ears. It's a mindset block. And we have to work through that in order to achieve and break through that next level. So, all right, let's dive in. (laughs) So over the past, gosh, three weeks now, my husband's, um, Troy's father has been in the ICU and I hope, I think he's making a turn for the best right now, but it's kind of opened up like this, this, I guess, scar or something. I, I imagine in my head when I'm talking about this, like stranger things, I don't know if you watch that show, but the portal to the next world, it's like, that's what's happening in my head is this portal has opened up and I'm all of a sudden revisiting my own relationship with my own father. Um, my father, he had a massive heart attack out of the blue and, and died about four years four years ago. And it, we had a very complicated relationship, like many people do with their parents. Um, I loved my father. I love my father to this day. Um, but it was very difficult growing up with him. He was the primary. My mom died when I was younger. And so I was raised by my father. And it was very it was a very strict home and love was very, it was not like, there was no hugs. <laughs> there was no like, I love you. Have a great day at school <laughs> kind of a thing. It was very conditional love. And I like many children that grow up in homes like that. I got straight A's. I was captain of everything I could sign up for. I was like trying to be this poster child all times because I really just craved acknowledgement or just, Hey, see me over here and love me. Um, and I never, I never got that. Even in my adult years, I, I strove, strove, is that a word? Strived. I wanted it. (laughs) I wanted his approval. I wanted his recognition, his acknowledgement. Um, I mean, he didn't even, I love my father, but he didn't even come to our wedding because, it wasn't in a Catholic church and that wasn't acceptable to him. So it was just so many things where I felt I always came up short with my father. And I know deep down that he loved me, 
right? He just didn't have the tools or the ability to maybe express that. But as a result of this, I have noticed that I have a lot of hard wiring in my brain that has, a, you know, has held me back in my own adult years that have nothing to do with my father. They have to do with my own relationship with myself. And so that's what I've been working on is because that's what I can control. Just as with you, you may not be able to control your relationship with your parents, um, with certain, you know, partners or friendships, but you can control your relationship with yourself. And that's truly the most important relationship you'll have in this life. So I've done a lot of work with my own coaches because I can't see my own blind spots and we call them blind spots for a reason, right? You can't see them. So we all need someone, whether it's just in in life, but especially in business, because again, we are capped by our own mind mindset blocks. And we need someone to say like, hey, how, do you even notice that you're doing X, Y, Z? Hey, I've noticed that you talk about this. Have you thought about this? We need that that perspective from someone who's ahead of us to kind of pull back the curtains and show us the way sometimes that's just the best way to, to grow a business. So, okay. (laughs) This is also, I think is going to speak to a lot of ambitious women in business because we tend to put blinders on and just develop, uh, game plans and go, we want to take action, but sometimes that action, it can create tunnel vision where we kind of, um, we miss a lot of things along the way, and then we limit ourselves. So here are two things that I've discovered over the past several years that are hardwired into me that I'm changing. And again, this comes from my childhood. Like a lot of our, a lot of our junk can come from our childhood and that's not our fault, but it it is our fault if we choose to ignore it, bury it, or never try to change it. That is our fault. So number one, my self-love has always been conditional. I've never had unconditional self-love. And I will look with so much envy and confusion at at these women in the woo-woo space, you know, with this unconditional self-love and acceptance. I'm like, what? These, These women are unicorns. This is crazy. It's like, it's, it's always kind of intrigued me because I've, I've always looked at my success and my, um, how, like how things are happening around me as the conditions for my own self-acceptance, right? And this has not just affected me deeply in business, but in relationships as well, where I would settle for way less than what I truly wanted in a partner because deep down, I did not think I was worthy of more, right? In business, this shows up as a a cap or a ceiling. If you find yourself saying you're stuck, you might want to take a step back and you need to look at look for blind spots, right? Get some coaching, get some help. But you might want to think, okay, what's going on here? What's really happening here? Because being stuck is a symptom of a larger issue. And the second thing that I have discovered about myself that I wanted to share here that you might relate with is I have always cared more about the outcome than the effort, which is so funny or weird or 
it's not like funny, haha. But now as a parent, I care so much more about my son's effort than the outcome. He was just playing in a golf tournament yesterday and, you know, he did so well and placed and he made the cut to the next round and I was so proud of him, but I was more praising his effort than I was the actual outcome. And yet I can't do that for myself or I, I'm sorry, I haven't been doing that for myself. I'm changing that now, obviously. So it's just funny. So those two things, my self-love I've noticed has been conditional and I have tended to care more about the outcome than my own effort. So you might be asking, okay, Mary, like these are totally things I can relate with because I am hard on myself. What can we do about it right now? Like what can we do ASAP today to actually acknowledge this hardwiring and pull apart these wires and rewire it to be something that actually helps us? So the first thing is if you have feelings like overwhelm, unworthiness, incompetence, comparison, whatever, I want you to imagine that feeling as if it's an external thing that exists outside of you. So pull it out of your head and in front of you so you can see it externally from your body. And then I want you to look at it and just ask yourself two questions. Number one, is this true? right? Is this, is this true? And then your answer probably is going to be no, it's not true. So what is true for you? If you feel like you are incompetent, for instance, or you, you didn't hit a big launch number or you see someone else's success and you're like, oh my gosh, look at her go. What's wrong with me? Then is this, is this does this mean I'm a failure? No, it, it means you know, (laughs) it means that Julie had a great launch. It has nothing to do with you. So what is true? Well, maybe what's true for me is Julie having a great launch is proof that I can do it too. Like, you know, break it down in simple, non-emotional forms, get out of the emotional half of your brain and bring it into the logical and decide (laughs) what's true for you has nothing to do with anyone else but you. And the second thing here, which I love this one, is tell yourself, I love the saying, don't be cute. Don't be cute. I heard this from Alex Hormozy, and the whole phrase, I know it's kind of weird, like, what does that mean, Marion? Don't be cute, is in the online business space, it is a pandemic. I shouldn't use that word anymore, huh? It's a epidemic, it's, it's a problem <laughs> where people love to overcomplicate, overthink everything in business. Well, we're going to have five funnels with multiple conditions and pathways. And then each pathway will have two upsells and one tripwire. And then we'll have social media campaigns on every platform going live six days a week. Like, it's just like, it's ridiculous, really. And it's because people try to be so cute. They try to overcomplicate everything. And another analogy I love is when I was learning to play tennis. I was learning to play tennis my sophomore year in high school. I never played before. And I remember asking the coach, okay, so is there a strategy to this? Like, should I try to hit cross court three times and then down the line one time? And she looked at me and she's like, whoever hits it back over the net last wins. I was like, oh, okay. So I just got to get it over one more time than they do. Yep. 
So, okay. It, it, complexity is the enemy of execution. Sometimes we just have to strip away all this strategy discussion and these big ideas and these, you know, these getting cute and just be like, just hit the ball over the net. <laughs> just, just do it. Like, why are you overthinking it? Just show up and go. Um, and typically when I see or hear a client that is getting into a negative cycle or I see a blind spot showing up for them that is halting their growth, it's often because they are getting caught up in the complexity around something that really, it's very simple. And we just have to strip it down, take a deep breath and get back to basics. So those are two really quick things you can do today is don't be cute and pull that feeling out of your head and make it something external and look at it and ask yourself, is this even true? So, all right. I know this episode was a little, little different, but I hope it spoke to at least one of you who just needed to hear that you're not alone. And it just a reminder that you're, you taking action each day is worth celebrating. The outcomes, those things will come on their own time when you keep showing up with the right intention and focus and belief in your heart. Okay. And so what you're doing today, celebrate it, celebrate it, celebrate the action because you're moving the needle and you need to be proud of yourself. All right. On that note, I so appreciate you being here and supporting me and this podcast. I will see you next time. 